There's supposed to be a little fist punch. Are we not doing the fist punch now, Colin? Isn't that oh, your... I I couldn't I couldn't hear it because of how you couldn't hear it. No, because because <laughs> I'm not even plugged into my soundboard for my hearing right now. I'm plugged into my AirPods. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's all, all right. sorts of struggles right now, guys. It is. It's okay. The struggle is real, and this is Stolen Droids <laughs> podcast. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm Jake. I'm Colin. I'm Marley. And I'm Zoner. And we're, we're, you know, we're rolling right along. Colin can't hear. I don't know if he'll hear us all night. He's reading our lips. Oh my gosh. Would you prefer I do it in sign language? Would that help? I, so you can know. How yeah, to... that, that would actually, I would really appreciate okay. that. We'll see if we can, if we can make that happen. All right. Um, Cause hey guys, you know, I know to how to you. read sign language. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll work out really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it is. I know, like, we, a couple we should of just words. get one of your kids to to sign the whole episode sometime. Yeah. Well, they okay. have a hearing problem as well, so they will well. be able. <laughs> <laughs> but theirs isn't soundboard related. But that's okay, Colin. <laughs> oh my! Well, all fine. right, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. Well, it's been a while, guys. It's been it a has. minute since we all been together recording and we're not all together. Zach's not here. We miss him. Um, and because he's not here, we're going to go ahead and talk about one of his favorite shows because that's the punishment. <laughs> when you don't show up, we pick a favorite subject of yours and that's what we talk about. So is that works. the new punishment? Is, is, that's is this what punishment. you're deciding you're, on now? Yeah. You're not dead. You just okay. don't get to talk about one of your favorite things. So oh. it's fine. All right. That's fine. Some of us no, have that, FOMO, Jake. In that case, my I, favorite thing to talk about, guys, is Teletubbies. So, so let's let's make sure that you guys talk about that when I'm gone. You know, you have mentioned Teletubbies before, so that's true. This could be legit. You've also like, mentioned the Star Wars be? Holiday Special. Oh no, wait, oh. that's Jake. <sighs> no, <Sorry>. listen. <sighs> so, what do the we think that about that this. Lego movie? <laughs> Yeah, they've they've announced <laughs> oh it, it was announced a couple weeks ago, but they dropped some uh, poster art yeah. for the new holiday special that's coming. What was it, November seventeenth or something like that? Yeah. Yes, for Life Day. I don't know when oh, Life Day gosh. actually is because the calendar in a galaxy far, far away is different than our calendar. Oh my goodness! So, um, but, for for your information, November seventeenth is Life Day. Is it okay? Well, well that makes go. sense. There you go. Okay. Let, let me just say this though. Did you guys look at the poster? I did. Yes. With the hand. With the hand, and then the little script up above that says "To Luke from your father," uh-huh. and it's the Lego. Like that's so dark good. for a little Lego holiday Star oh, Wars yeah. special. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> I think it's amazing though. This yeah. is going to be awesome. I think you guys, can we redeem... celebrate Life Day? Can we celebrate Life Day? Yeah. Well, anybody can. I think we should have a Stolen Droids Life Day party. Oh, boy. I'm hesitant (laughs) to say yes to something like that because we've we've gotten into trouble with this before. And I don't even want to go there, to be honest. I'm just uh, keeping my mouth shut. Yeah, I know. I know. I think we should go there. 
I don't know where there is, but I kind of want to go there. No, I we invite Diane Carroll. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to have a Stolen Droids watch party and invite everybody who wants to, listeners and everything, to watch this show with us. The actual holiday special. The actual holiday special. Oh, We've talked so much about this episode that we did of another podcast that I think people need to – and we need to do a podcast episode so they can join in the fun as we talk about the holiday special. Yeah. I hope this one's better than the Have old Have you one. ever watched it, Marley? No. You've – Oh, my god! I'm scared okay. to, though. The way you guys talk about it. it. It is literally the worst thing you've ever watched in your life. No, that's not true. Oh, yeah. Trolls 2. I thought the <laughs> – the movie, the movie version of our tonight's topic was the worst movie ever made. No, it, the it Star Wars really holiday yeah. special will give you eye cancer. That's how bad yeah. it is. Um, yeah. The, I, the only thing I can think of that's worse, um, and now's a great time to talk about it, the, the Halloween Tim Curry song from The Worst Witch. You got to YouTube that and look it up because it's oh, fantastic. Well, We'll put a link on our page at some point so everybody can see it. But it's, uh, wow, it's bad. It's okay. really bad. Oh, dear. Yes, okay. But it's fun bad. It's fun bad. It's not, But let's talk about something that's really great, uh, as long as we don't talk about the movie, and that's Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the animated <laughs> series. <laughs> yes, the animated series. The animated series. series. Yes. That that is in every way an anime, except that it wasn't right. Actually, an anime. Like, I I think there's this whole big, uh, uh, what is it? Discussion, controversy of whether or not it is an anime. I don't know. You know, and I I argument. even hashtagged anime in in our posts advertising uh, this one, and I'm surprised we didn't get any flack for it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just think some people like does it really does it matter? It's just No, it it totally doesn't. It totally doesn't. It's it's one of those to me it's it's gatekeeping at its best, right? Like, well, if you're a real anime fan, Avatar's not real anime, so you're not a real anime fan or whatever. And it's like yeah, just like what you like. And if you don't like it, then don't like it. But if you like it, whether it's anime or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it was, you can see the influence that it pulls from anime. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I mean, does it get honorary anime status? I think it's, it's like Anakin Skywalker. Like it's on the anime council, but it's not an anime master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's I awesome. can see that. I mm. love that. Okay, so here's here's the thing with Avatar Last Airbender. I had heard of this show, um, and I knew of it, but I had never really sat down and watched any of it until it came to Netflix recently. And I was like, everybody talks about this. I need to check it out. Um, and so that was my first experience, and that was, like, since we've been on quarantine. So it's not like it was a long time ago. Um I was in my late thirties when I discovered Avatar. So I, I had heard of it. I heard it was great. Um, and when I finally watched it, I was really, really impressed with it. Like, and I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Um, one of our friends 
from the Stolen Droids family, uh, Tracy, you can see him on Movies That Make Us every week. Um, he talked about he hasn't seen it because it was after his time. And like, <laughs> I think this is really one of those shows that you you don't have to be a kid to enjoy it. And you don't have to have liked it when you were a kid to pick it up and enjoy it. I don't know. What yeah, do you guys it's think? really a, it's really a timeless, timeless piece. I mean, because if you think about it, the, the characters in, in this show are between the ages of, of 14 uh, to 18 mm-hmm. um, for, for at least the, the main characters. And so you're, you're getting kind of those, those child ass aspects but you're also getting you know you know the avatar is is something to the world right he's he's trying to um find himself and and so are the others that are that are coming along with him you know katara and toph and Sokka, and really trying to um figure out how how they fit into this world and um and so it's it's interesting to watch those phases of life for them because you know, at, that comes at any type of age, right? And we've all gone through similar situations and can relate to that. You know, I find it interesting because, like, I kind of fall under both of those categories that you mentioned, Jake, because I was thinking back. I I was, because I, I also looked to see when Avatar was released, which was 2005. And mm-hmm. I I watched it. Back in 2005, I was 14 at the time. So, I mean, I wasn't like a kid, like a little kid, but I mean, even like as an older teenager, this show was for a younger crowd, but Mm -hmm. me and my friends were still watching it and enjoying it. And I actually remember having to wait for book three to come out. And even like the finale, um, spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, when he beats the Fire Lord, um, you know, I remember having to like wait for that to come out and, you know, and, and watching it then, like, I know I I enjoyed it. And so there was actually one other time it came to Netflix and then they took it off. Mm -hmm. And I remember, cause I remember I was in college at the time and I rewatched it and then they took it off and I was really sad. And then just barely like a few months ago, they added it back to Netflix. And so I rewatched it again and it does, it holds up. You know, even yeah. though I've seen it already multiple times, like it's still it's just such a lovable show. And it doesn't matter what age you are, like you can you can enjoy it. Yeah, I I agree. And um it was funny when it came to Netflix this last time because I don't know that there was really any fanfare for it, right? They just kind of popped it on there and mm-hmm. then it was on there. Like people probably knew because I know there's people out there like me that I always look for those what's coming to Netflix this month article. Mm -hmm. And then I read to see what's coming on there. But like, I was kind of surprised when it was there. And then I just started, started watching it. And like within a week, it was like the number one show that was streaming on Netflix. Like people were way into it. Yeah. I think Netflix was even surprised um, at how into it people were. Um, And I think it's great. And it it does hold up, you know, I've gone back and watched some of these old cartoons that I remember from when I was a kid and they do not hold up. Like nothing from the eighties that was animated holds up at all, except <laughs> maybe some anime. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with anime, but like cartoons like, you know, Voltron, um, He-Man, all of those cartoons, like they don't hold up. Go back and watch an old episode of Masters of the Universe and you're like, 
this is literally yeah. crap. Like <laughs> it's, it's flashy and it's got bright colors and there was nothing else on. So kids loved it, but it doesn't hold up like this does. The story is just so much more intricate and so much uh, more in depth that I think, and it's complex, you know, it's not, it's made for kids, but it's also enjoyable for adults too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was, I was 30 years old when this came out. And Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it when it came out. I, oh, it was probably five or six years later when I watched it. And I remember thinking, you know, it was a serial cartoon. You didn't get a lot of serial cartoons. Mm -hmm. I I initially avoided it because of the anime style of animation, because I'm not a huge anime fan. Uh, I have changed over the years and, and I have broadened my my um, palette a bit, so to speak. But I really was, the thing with it, I mean, you talk about how timeless it was and how it's for everybody. I would watch it with my kids and mm-hmm. we would all be enjoyed or we would all enjoy it. <laughs> We'd all, would all be, be enjoyed. We'd all was, be enjoyed. No, I'm, we would I'm all enjoy it all the time. Yeah, we'd all be entertained by it. I know. It because I, whenever it, I'm around, you're enjoyed. It's just, <laughs> it's just such a good cartoon. And like you said, Marley, I've gone back and I've watched it multiple times since then. And it does hold up. I I dare say that this is the best cartoon probably in the last definitely in the last 15 years mm-hmm. but quite possibly in the last three decades maybe mm-hmm. and it, I, yeah but if you're going to go back three decades was there anything older I mean, that, than 1980 that was any good like that holds up i mean the flintstones Okay, well, so we've got a different definition of what's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, and I think it it speaks a lot, too, that this show um, could also create a spinoff series, Mm -hmm. um, Legend of Korra, that also holds up over time. Like, it's it's just as good, if not, some people say it's better. You know, you you get both. Some people say Avatar is better than Korra and Korra is better than Avatar. But like, I'm uh-huh. kind of in the camp where I'm like, they're different enough that I just love both so much. And and it's a pre- that's a pretty solid series too. Korra feels like it sheds a lot of the little kiddishness from Avatar. And again, Avatar yeah. was definitely, I mean, it was on Nickelodeon. It was made for kids. That was kind of the target audience, but it wasn't. Not like it was still complex enough that you can enjoy it as an adult. Cora doesn't feel like it's really geared toward the kids at all. That like is true. Avatar was, um, which is not a bad thing. Like I, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Cora is a little bit older than Aang was. I mean, maturity wise, not actual years because that whole hundred years where he went missing thing. So yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know but, though. My kids, I mean, my ten year old loves watching Legend of Cora with me. Yeah. I just don't think it was initially intended for a younger audience. It, like, it just feels yeah. like the style, the animation style looks more grown up. It just feels yeah. more. It grown feels up. more mature. It well, feels. There's, yeah. 
like Nickelodeon realized, okay, it's been this many years. The fans of the original series are this many years older. Mm-hmm. Let's try and cater to them a bit. Yeah. That, that's yeah. kind of the sense I get. Yeah. Yeah. And I think someone else said that in, in our, our stolen droids chat the other day when we we're all uh, talking about, <clears throat> about avatar as well. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's definitely that thing where, you know, they've aged. And so, you know, you kind of want to go back and, and relive through that. And then it's, it's one of those that's going to continually hit those ages. Um, I, I really wish that they would, um, do a continuation off of, uh, the last airbender though. I, I would love to see a lot of the things in between. Um, cause, mm-hmm. cause even in, in the first episode of, of legend of Korra, um, they they tease about Zuko's mom, but then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and and they they show like a few flashbacks of things that happened when um, the kids that we know in Avatar um, they're more grown up and more established and trying to make the world better, and they they like establish the city and everything. Um, you see like a few flashbacks, but. I feel like it still doesn't give us enough. I mean, for goodness yeah. sakes, like the thing, one thing that upsets me the most about Korra is that in those flashbacks, you see Sokka like once and then he's never yeah. talked about ever again. Yeah. But you get to see all the other ones because they actually were benders and had like, um, you know, they use those skills. And I mean, and some of them even show up in the show, but like mm-hmm. here's Sokka who is such a fun, lovable character, com- comedic relief from Avatar The Last Airbender. And he had, you know, some really good um, character development as well. And then in Legend of Korra, he's like hardly talked about. And you're like, but but Sokka, like we love him. So yeah. what what happened to him? So it would be cool to have like some sort of show or mini series even to kind of show us a little bit more about what, what those guys have been up to since yeah since they were kids you know yeah, yeah. i i also got really kind of taken out of out, out of uh legend of korra during a couple scenes with general iro because it's the same exact voice actor as zuko oh and so you can oh, just yeah, hear yeah. that voice the whole time and i'm just like wait wait where's zuko <laughs> oh yeah his um is it his son or his gr- yeah. grandson? Is a uh, his grandson. Grandson. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say it should be his grandson. I know it is cool that they use the same voice actor. I I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was a cool callback. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So now, let's let's well, go ahead, Zoner. Uh, Colin, I'm gonna be that guy right now that says, "Well, actually, there are comics." It it wouldn't it wouldn't be an episode if you weren't that guy at least once on her. I know. So. And so yeah, and that's they fine actually that do comics. Have, I just don't want to buy the comics. comics. <laughs> I know. And you know, I yeah, it's cool that they got comics, but I'm with you. I would much rather see another series. I want to see that gap because there's I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot that takes place. Yeah. And I would love to see how they get from point A to point B where we've got Cora busting through the wall saying, I'm the avatar deal with it. Um, I think that would, 
that would be really neat to to see, but I, it looks like we're stuck with just the comics, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of fans of the Lord of the Rings trilogy said they really wanted to see The Hobbit and see what happened before. And, you know, they'd read the book, <laughs> but they wanted to see it on the screen. And then look what happened. So just you might get what you wish for, Colin, and then you might not want it anymore. Yeah, it might be careful be what Take, we wish Taking for. it back. <laughs> oh my goodness well i mean i i wished for another holiday special and we're getting that so oh my gosh <laughs> i'm telling that's your that's your last warning you bring it up one more time and you're out of the show like for the rest of the night <laughs> oh my gosh um so let's talk about avatar um and kind of where it begins the characters and how they develop because i think that's one of the things that really draws fans and keeps them in is the character development of each of the main um, heroes and the villains and everything. Because really when you look at, uh, you know, Zuko is a great example. You look at where Zuko is at the beginning of the series compared to where he ends up and it's a huge change, but it happens so organically and over time that you're, you're fine with it. Right. Yeah. Um, Eero goes from being, you're not really sure what you think about him to like being your favorite character. Cause I assume he's everybody's favorite character. Um, he's not, I know it's fine. He's not my I favorite, mean, I like but him. I do love him. <laughs> he, yeah. He's in my top three, I'd say. Yeah. I think so, most people love him. I mean, if we're going to talk about the episode tales of bossing, say like get your tissues ready <laughs> because that is such a good uncle Seriously. Iroh episode. Oh my goodness. It's so cute. Yes. <laughs> but I love I love the character development. I think Zuko is probably my favorite character arc in the whole series mm-hmm. because of who he is, where he starts, uh, and where he ends up. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Zuko because I know that, Marley, you're here for that. <laughs> I do. I do love me some Prince Zuko. I mean, I think when we talked about our cartoon crushes like forever ago... Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned him. I I, I know I did. Um, he he starts out to be he's such an angsty teenager. He mm-hmm. he got banished from well, not really banished. He's just. I did he get banished? It, it's yeah, more just it like pretty... a asked to leave forcefully, and he's just not really allowed back home. He was kind pretty of pretty much like, banished. Yeah, it's like so, because I he's mean, like he the might crown as well prince. They're not gonna. Call it banished, yeah. but it's kind of basically but, what happened. But they're basically like, you're not valued here and we don't want you here, so go do something else. And so he does. On this and, impossible journey. Yeah, and he's just like, well, I want to regain my honor. I must regain my honor. He's all about that, you know, and he figures, oh, the Avatar's back? Oh, you know what? If I capture him and bring him to my dad, the Fire Lord... I will regain favor in his eyes. And so he just sets out on this mission and he's, he's the main antagonist for quite a while in, in the show. Um, it's really not until season two or book two, when they get to bossing say, that's when we start to kind of see a different version. Um, you know, he starts to kind of be a little more humbled and realize that, you know what, I can do, I'm going to do other, I'm going to try to do something else because I'm kind of accepting my fate, you know, until he, I mean, I don't know how much we really want to go into this, but like 
Oh, I should have mentioned this when we were talking on our, um, when we were talking about favorite moments, because here's a favorite moment I just thought of. The moment when he's unboxing Say and he realizes that the Avatar is trying to find Appa because Appa, Appa was taken away from him. And he sets out and go and like tries to find him. And he does. And he leads the Avatar to Appa and like helps him get him back. And I just like, I, I think... I think when I rewatched it just recently, I think I like cried in that moment just because it was so sweet. But I think even in that moment too, Aang was like, wait, you just did something nice for me. Like, yeah, this is, this is weird, but I'm also confused, but then they don't really, you know, it's just kind of a, it's just really kind of an awesome moment. Well, I think that's the thing about Zuko is even when he's, the quote unquote villain. And he is right. I mean, he's trying to hunt down the avatar and bring him back and, and everything else. But even when he's at that point, his motives are, are pretty, pretty solid. I mean, he wants to regain his honor. He wants to show that he, you know, has worth and has value. And it's not, he's not just hunting the avatar down to like prove that he can. He's not just hunting the avatar down to do it. He's doing it for like a reason that, really isn't, I mean, I think most teenagers at some point you're like, well, I want to prove, you know, whether it's, I'm going to rebel and show my parents that I know what's up, or I'm going to try even harder at this to show my parents. I know what's up. Like there's a certain point that you hit as a teenager where you're like, I need to show my parents that, that I can achieve this, that I can do whatever, that I can, um, you know, that I'm capable, I'm grown up, I'm mature, whatever you want to look at. And I feel like that's what he's really going through as we find him at the beginning is that whole, like, I've got to show my dad that I'm a man, that I know what I'm doing. And I think that even as he's a bad guy, it's not really for bad reasons as much as it's just what every teenager goes through. And it makes him a much more human and much more likable villain. And as he, as he turns, you know, towards the end um, and decides to help the avatar in the last book, like it's not that hard to, to accept that because you've seen his journey from the beginning and realized he wasn't ever really a, a bad, bad guy. He was just, you know, misguided. <laughs> yeah. Except <laughs> we, we as the audience might be easy to accept it, but sure. But the, but team avatar, they were like, uh, no, you yeah. know, and they, they pushed him away. They're like, no, like, yes, we realize that Aang needs to, learn firebending and he needs to master his skills at firebending but and here somebody walks in saying i will teach you firebending like mm-hmm. i'm a master and they're like uh no not you yeah. you know they i mean except <laughs> except for katara who is like totally on board with it from the beginning oh yeah <laughs> oh, zutara yeah, totally. zutara forever <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But they but they give him a chance, you know, and I think that's also yeah. a really redeeming quality of Team Avatar. Um yeah. that they are like, okay, fine, we don't really trust you, but we'll give you a chance, you know, and he he does redeem himself. He does. And he, yeah. Well, yeah, he gains I mean, their he, favor. Yeah, and I mean he goes on all these these side missions with them all except for for Toph and Toph's so pissed off (laughs) that she didn't get her moment. (laughs) Yes. That's such a good, Oh, I love that. (laughs) Oh, I love Toph. 
I think Toph is one of the most entertaining characters. I mean, everybody loves Uncle Iroh, but Toph, just this little firebrand with an attitude. And <laughs> I mean, she she's just fun. Everything about her is just fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. She just doesn't she doesn't take anybody's crap. No. No. No, and and I mean it's it's one of those things where you you kind of can't take everyone's crap, right? You because you know you've you've been um, underestimated your entire life, and and you know hidden from from everyone around you, not allowed to leave leave your estate, um, and and people are just like, oh wait, those parent the the two parents of her have a daughter. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. To go from being completely hidden, not having any friends, just having these guards watch you all the time, and then developing yourself and your skills, even though your parents want to hold you back, but you keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she becomes, like, she's the best earthbender and then metalbender that, yeah, like, has ever existed. freaking metalbender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, she's she's one of my favorite characters, uh, for sure. And I love her relationship with Aang. Uh, and she's just so opposite of him, right? Because he's, I mean, he's silly and goofy. and But, like, he's also, he tries to be calm. He tries to be, collect, and she's, like, not at mm-hmm. all like that. And she's <laughs> yeah. always yelling at him. And it's fun. <laughs> oh it's my fun. And, and honestly, like, it's cool to see a main character who is blind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I, I'm a big believer in representation is important for individuals with disabilities. I think it's important for everybody, but um, I think that's one thing in pop culture and mainstream culture that gets underrepresented. Underrepresented a lot is mm-hmm. um, individuals with um, disabilities, especially you know blind, deaf, wheelchair bound, whatever the case might be. Um, I think it's great to see that. And, um, she's just a fun character as a result. I do think one of my favorite parts with her is when they're going, uh, to the play on the Island and they're watching the players. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like when they tell her what she looks like in the play and she's like, awesome. The scar is on the wrong side. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to be. Oh my goodness. And then Aang's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That that's a quality episode. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Well, and it's a great episode. Honestly, you could watch that episode and it catches you up on everything that's happened up to that point in the series. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. not well, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. So So I, I feel like with, with Zuko and Aang, you kind of get two – towards the end, you almost get two antagonists as you're seeing their stories and you're seeing their kind of everything un, un, uh, unwrap, unwind. And I think that's really interesting. Um, but what about – you've got Sokka. You've got Katara, Katara right? Katara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about them. Uh, and their relationship and their development over the course of the series. 
because Sokka, he starts out as kind of being really, like you mentioned, he's, he's really fun, Mm -hmm. but he's almost to the point where he's just really silly. Um, And then at the end, like he's a serious warrior ready to fight with the water nation against the fire nation. And how does that develop over time? Well, I think Sokka, you know, we see early on that, like in his water tribe, there's not that many, like a lot of the men have gone off because they're help helping fight. And so he's kind of taken over like that um, paternal role of the tribe. And so he felt there's a lot of responsibility on him. There's a lot <laughs> riding on him, even though he's a, he's a young kid still. I, I imagine Sokka's like, 14 maybe 15 years old that's kind of how i imagine him to be and that's still pretty young Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. even in this world you know and you know he he just has so much responsibility on him and he's still trying to like prove himself too um you know and so you kind of see along the way like even even he you can you see him mature as well and and i i like that too you know and he he develops his skills because even though he's not a bender and you can definitely tell he feels left out but he's like, you know what, I can, I can learn other skills. And so he tries to like learn how to fight and everything too. So he, he tries to, you know, make up for it because even, yeah. even though all his best friends are benders. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, he, he goes and he finds, finds himself the sword master, right? Um, oh, yeah. while, mm-hmm. while they're in the, the fire nation, which is great to, uh, to see that, but it, it's also a different kind of, like montage, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it shows, it still showcases his, his super silly side as he's going through mm-hmm. this, you know, very, very serious training. And he doesn't, he doesn't lose like his true self as he's, he's going through these, these changes. Uh, you know, one, one of the, um, what was it? Um, they, he was told to do something like with, with one of the rocks and then all of a sudden he he comes out and makes this rock become this this cushy bench of of moss uh for him to just sit back and relax on and and then orders the butler to do something and then uh the butler kind of looks at the master and the master just agrees with Sokka and just like yeah go get us this yeah well in that episode it's great because you know, he feels like he's a failure at the end because he can't he can't get the sword stuff down the way that he feels like the master wants him to. Yeah. And he he ends up telling him, well, no, that like you th- that's what makes you so special is you see things differently and you do things differently. And yeah. that's kind of a theme that runs throughout the series, right? Like what makes these characters so special is the same thing that makes any of us special is, is our individuality and the different skills and talents that we bring. We don't have to be just like everybody else, but we can be who we are. And that's what really sets you apart in a crowd. Um, and I, and I like that. I do have to say though, some of the best moments from the show come from Sokka. Oh, he, absolutely. he totally. is, he has some of the funniest quotes um, like it's really funny when he gets high on cactus juice and he starts hallucinating <laughs> and he's like, it's a giant mushroom. And his arms are like all wavy and like, he's just freaking out. He's just totally tripping. It's so funny. Or, um, so- or I love the part too, where it's kind of back to Zuko when him and Zuko go on their little trip together and they're kind of, you know, catching up and, and so Sokka's like, well, 
my first girlfriend turned into the moon and Zuko's like, that's rough, buddy. You know, it's just kind of funny. It's like, it's oh, so sad. that's, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to like respond to that. I, yeah, I mean, what, what can you say? <laughs> what can you say? Oh yeah. Well, that's too bad. It's just so good. I love it. I like um, the episode where they go to the island that was where the avatar, the earthbender avatar that was two before Aang lived, right? Oh, um, Kyoshi. Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi, yeah. Yeah, Kiyoshi. And there's the Kiyoshi warriors there. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, at first he's like, oh, I got beat up by a girl. And then he trains with them and he learns from them. And then he's... And then he dresses like them in in the battle, and he says he's dressed like a warrior or whatever. So my daughter, my youngest daughter, came in and she saw him dressed like that, and she was like, "Why is he dressed like a girl?" And my son had been watching it, and he's like, ah, "Him not dressed like a girl, him dressed like a warrior." <laughs> like, <okay>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm like, well, why not both? But that's fine. Oh, but that's amazing. But well, like, and our 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 own Stephanie from the Stolen Droids Network, she she commented earlier on our Facebook post, and she said, "I also really like Sokka's development from making fun of the female Kyoshi warriors to dressing up as them and honoring their teachings." And then she did hashtag mm -hmm, yes. wholesome masculinity. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. true though. You know, he really had to kind of humble himself. Yep, and and he is like he. He is wholesomely masculine at the end of the show. There's definitely in the beginning where you're like, okay, this the guy's a pig, but he's also a teenage boy. And I'll be honest, most teenage boys suck as far as like, well, everything. But as far as like relations with girls, they just are not good most of the time. Mm -hmm. But he figures it out. And I love that, that it kind of shows and he figures out how wrong he is, you know. So I like that wholesome masculinity. Wasn't there an episode where he told uh, Katara women do the cooking and men go and do the hunting or women are better at sewing pants or something like that? Yeah, it's, like the, and, it's like the first episode because he tears yeah. his pants or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's it's very obvious. We know where this kid stands. He's the, he's the warrior. He thinks that it's his job to go out and, and be the warrior and do the hunting and do the fighting. And the women need to stay back at camp and, and sew pants. And Katara's like, mm-mm, no, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah. please, yes. I am a waterbender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Katara Katara's pretty great, too. I, um, isn't she voiced by, she's voiced by Mae Whitman, isn't she? Mae Whitman has done, she's a fantastic voice actress and actress. Um, but yeah, Katara, you know, you kind of see her from the beginning too. Like, she's kind of like this, like, mother of the group, you know? She really just wants to, like, make sure everyone's okay, everyone's happy, everyone's doing good. Um, just kind of taking care of everybody. And I think over time too, like, especially as more stuff comes at them at the group, she kind of realizes that she can't control everything that she kind of has to realize, you know what, some things are out of my control and we just kind of have to go with it a little more. So, I mean, I think you see Katara kind of realize too, like she grows up a little bit from that and she 
She doesn't need to control every situation. Right. Yeah, and we we see that a lot when um, when Toph initially gets brought in. Um, and, Toph is the wild uh, card. <laughs> joins the group. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at first she's just like, "I don't want to help anyone build a tent. I'm pulling my own weight. You guys can pull your own weight too. We're this doesn't have to be a team effort, right?" And you know, Katara getting growingly, growingly more annoyed every <laughs> single time because yes. they they haven't slept. They they keep running from um, from uh, Azula uh, and and trying to get out of uh, out of their grasps. And I think it was Azula that was chasing him then. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because because Appa's <laughs> hairs were like. Falling off and and leaving trails and mm-hmm. um, but yeah and so so you see that difference in her as she's trying to accept these these changes within the group and and trying to familiar get more and more familiar with Toph and and develop that relationship exactly and it is Mae Whitman that does the voice of yeah. Katara and if and if you guys want to listen to a fun discussion about Mae Whitman and the other voices she does. You should listen to the latest side mission from Cutscenes and Cupcakes. Oh yeah, we that did. That just came out this week. We did mention her. Huh. You did. So, <laughs> or the the mission. Yes, it's our spooky series side missions. Yes. <laughs> or Stephanie's spooky series side mission. That's yeah. where the extra S came. I like from. that she threw her name in there just to make sure. That's you amazing. had to get that extra S. Yeah, she does that. So it makes it sound <laughs> like you have a stutter. Yeah, who who names things after themselves? That's weird. I'm trying to think who he's making fun of right now. Oh, he's making fun of himself. Remember his panel, the Skywalker? Uh, Rise of the Skywalker panel? I mean, technically you named it that, but... Yeah, I was going to say I named it that, but (laughs) it was awesome. And don't think that we won't do it again for Utah Remote Con 2. There will be a call or something. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Aang is one of my favorite characters, obviously. I mean, he's the main character. Uh, speaking of naming stuff after yourself, because the show's named after him. <laughs> um, like, I love the way that his story goes. And I especially love when he has to face off against the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, because leading up to that, he is counseling with the other avatars, the previous avatars, and asking them what he needs to do. And they're all basically giving him the same answer. Like, oh, you're going to have to kill him. Like, there's no other way to stop him. And he has been raised in this monastery where he values all life and he doesn't want to do that. And he's trying to figure out how he can make those two things reconcile, like his honoring all life, but at the same time stopping the Fire Lord. And, like, I just love that episode where it's leading up to him getting ready to fight the fire Lord. And he's got to figure out what he's going to do because everybody's telling him, well, this is what you need to do. And honestly, you're like, well, yeah, you got to kill the fire Lord. He's a bad guy, but like Aang sticks by his guns, you know, mm-hmm. in a metaphorical sense, obviously. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't, he finds a way to beat him without killing him. And again, I think the story there is, you know, you've got to do it your own way. You've got to find your own way in the world. And, and, be your own person. Exactly. I know Aang, Aang is a really, he's a really fun character because 
yeah, he does have those awesome moments throughout the show where he's just goofy and silly and he just has fun with whatever, you know, situation they're in. But he also mm-hmm. knows like when it's time to like take charge and protect them, you know, from whatever is maybe there's somebody attacking them or whatever it may be, you know, he, he's like, he's a friend to everybody too. Like he, mm-hmm. he makes friends. He made a lot of friends along the way. Um, I mean, he kind of had to, but he's the, cause he's the avatar. I mean, that's, that's yeah. kind of the burden of the avatar too, is that they kind of, they want to be liked by everybody, <laughs> Yeah, but it is pretty cool. I do like, um, it's fun to watch his journey and cause he, he's a young avatar, you know, literally mm-hmm. before he got frozen in ice for a hundred years, he had just found out that he was the avatar. So he never had any yeah. chance to um, learn water bending, fire bending, earth bending, you know, the other elements and stuff. So it's, it's just a really amazing journey that we get to go on with him as he seeks out a water bending master and, mm-hmm. and then an earth bending and then eventually a fire bending, you know, so he can finally master all the skills that he needs to. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's just kind of cool just to like be there along there with him. Yeah. It, it's funny when you look at his, his final battle with the fire Lord, which is, which is epic and amazing yeah, uh, and beautiful. And you compare it to like one of the first episodes again on the Island where uh, Kiyoshi was from. And he's like, yeah, I'm the avatar. He's like, want to see something cool? And he like does this little trick where there's a little ball of air, oh. like circling around. And everybody's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and like, it's this cheesiest, dumbest thing ever. But like, to see him go from that to where he is at the end is, is pretty amazing. And it's a fun, fun journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened with his son though, because he doesn't seem like he was fun at all in legend of Korra. Like, no, he's not silly or funny or like, which is weird because uh, in, in one of the episodes that I'm watching right now, uh, I'm, I'm like in season two of it. Um, they, they talk about, how he went on all these trips with, with his, um, with, with his father, but the brothers and sisters didn't. And they were talking about, he was saying all these like fun things and, uh, but literally like no one else did him. And he just seems like a completely dry person. Well, yeah. and I think he, for me, at least what I see is cause he's the only airbender from yeah. that, from that family, you know, until yeah. he eventually gets married and has offspring. Um, but initially he's the only other airbender. So I think there's just a lot of responsibility riding on him and he feels that sense of duty. Yeah. I, and, I think yeah. he feels yeah. very burdened by that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I could see that humor kind of being, you know, pushed aside a little bit because he's so focused on being the best airbender that he can be to live up to his dad's legacy as an airbender. Yeah. yeah. What is his name? I'm like totally, um, it's Tenzin. Tenzin. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm like, what is his name? Um, but I, I really like Tenzin though. Hugh, as you guys watch more of legend of Korra, you'll get to know Tenzin more and he's actually a really cool guy. So just yeah, keep yeah. watching, keep watching Korra. All right. just, <laughs> yeah, just I think I'm Korra. in season four right now, so I'm getting close to the end. Oh, you are. Oh, but yeah, it's I I'm among those that I think I enjoy Legend of Korra more than mm. The Last Airbender. Okay. More than Avatar. 
and and I mean, I've already said that I think Avatar is one of the greatest cartoons of the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. But personally, I think I enjoy watching uh, Legend of Korra a lot more, and. I tried watching it when it was originally on Nickelodeon and I just couldn't get into it, Mm -hmm. but watching it now. And I see so many parallels with what's going on in our world today with what, what happens in the cartoon. I, it's just really, really hitting home with me. I I like it a lot. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. It's a good thing. They put it on Netflix. Um, Cause after, after they put it on, put Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix and everyone's like, oh, you got to watch Legend of Korra now, you know, especially to all those people who just watched Avatar for the first time. Yeah. And Mm so, and I'm like, well, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Like, (laughs) but it was like, it was like piecemeal. You had to find it in like a couple of different places until it was on Netflix. And then they finally brought it to Netflix, which was such a good idea because, and I I also enjoyed rewatching it because I, I've only seen the show once through. Uh-huh. Back when back when it was first airing, so to me it was enjoyable to be able to binge it. Yeah. So, speaking of Netflix, supposedly in oh. development is a live action uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender series, hmm. uh, which is which will be fun because it'll be the first time that we'll see these characters in live action because they've never been filmed that way ever before. I don't, and that's yeah. what we're going to say. And we're sticking with that story. <laughs> um, you guys, there's this really cool movie. I don't know. No! If you guys know Stop. No. It's, it's called the not. Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's your last time. I told no. you. I told you. All right. Well, I, we'll miss Colin. I don't know what movie you're talking about. And I definitely didn't cosplay to the opening night of it either as well, Fire Lord. Oh. Wrong pointing. Which way am I pointing? As far as yeah, Azula. <laughs> I definitely didn't cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Well, but to be fair, you didn't know what it was going to be yet until know. you saw it. You thought it was going to be amazing. And for um, the record, Stephanie cosplayed as Katara. Just saying. Yeah. Well, and you watched the movie, and we don't have to talk about the movie in a lot of detail. No. But, like, it was intended to be four movies like they were going to do the other three and then it sucked yeah. so bad <laughs> so they couldn't bad. even so get the name pronunciation right oh yeah and be, you know i i'm very nervous about the netflix series because yeah. the live action movie was so so bad well, i just i can't i can't imagine it's going to be worse but we've already seen it Get completely effed up. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think after M Night Shyamalan's fiasco of it, I mean, he there's literally nothing about the series that is in that movie. Like he completely rewrote it, basically. Oh, um, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, I, I there's there's pieces. It's just not good. No, he just didn't adapt yeah. it well. So. I think the series, there's a lot of promise for it because they had a lot of the original creators involved with the series, a couple of key creators, but they have, from what I understand, left the series now because 
Amazon or Amazon, Netflix. not Amazon. Amazon's ruining Lord of the Rings. Netflix is working oh, on ruining. That's a different topic <laughs> for another day. Yeah, we, could, we can talk about that later. That's next week. But but Netflix, they wanted to bring in some actors um, that were some white actors basically to play some of these roles and the creators of the show, the original series were like, no, they need to be like, that's the whole point of this show. They're when you watch the show, they all look Asian. And I mean, that was kind of the whole, yeah, that it takes part in that part of the world, right. Mm -hmm. In this world that it takes place in. Yeah. Um, And so that's what they wanted. And Netflix was like, well, this is what we're going to do. And so they, they've left the show. So now I'm really concerned because they had some of the original creativity behind the, the series there. And now that, that seems to have gone away because yeah. of decisions that Netflix is making. So I know it's like making me not excited for it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think a lot of fans feel the same way. Like yeah. I'll watch a trailer and I guess if it looks okay, I'll give the show a chance, but I, I don't really care. You know, it's yeah. just. I think I think they're going to get Millie Bobby Brown to play Aang. Oh um, <laughs> Batista's going to play Toph. Oh my gosh! So it'll be, it'll be perfect. <laughs> you know, I I think though that a lot of fans are kind of on the fence right now about this because of the reasons that have been mentioned. But I think ultimately, once it hits, they're going to watch. And then they're going to take to the internet and they're going to either say how amazing it is or they are going to light it up. Yeah. I think you're only saying that because that's what everybody does with everything anymore nowadays. Well, that is true, but no, I, I no, I agree. I think that the fans are, are going to watch it They're It's like a star Wars movie. They're going to go. Yeah, I I think so. I think there will be people that will check it out because they are fans. I mean, the same people that would go and cosplay at the movie when it came out because you're excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, and even if it's a disappointment, it doesn't take away from your excitement when you're first going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when it first comes on, I think people will watch it, but I think it'll dwindle pretty quickly. And I, I, yeah. I if it's not good. Now, if it's good, yes. it's a it's a different story, but... We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's yep. still going to be a while before it even comes out, right? Yeah, like it's just in development right now. I don't even yeah. think they've really really cast anybody. I don't think they've started shooting or anything. And and obviously right now everything is slowed down mm-hmm. because it's just hard to get people together to, to make a movie or a show. Yep. Um, let's close by just kind of going around favorite character and why from the series. And we'll start with you, Marley. Okay. Just because you're to my whatever side you're on. Yeah. <laughs> I always have that to like side. think about it. I'm like, <laughs> um, okay. So uh, there's so many good characters as we've already talked about, but I, I am going to choose Prince Zuko. And I know I already talked about him a little bit earlier, but there is one more, one more thing I wanted to touch on about him. So I'm glad we can bring it up. In that, and that is the moment that he, at the very end of the show, when he faced Uncle Iroh, mm-hmm. and he just came to him and was just like, I am sorry. I'm so sorry for everything. And Uncle Iroh was just like, 
it's cool. And he just like brings him in for a hug, you know, and it's just like such a sweet, sweet moment because there you can like actually see like Zuko is capable of change and also like he can be forgiven, you know, even mm-hmm. by some of the people who are closest to him. And and there was a part earlier in the show that he he really dissed Iroh pretty bad. And mm-hmm. and so he he needed to make nice with him, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was just a really, really nice moment. There's there's so many, so many sweet moments with Zuko that you get to see throughout the whole show that just yeah. that just keeps pointing to his um his his development and just becoming a good guy. Yeah, that that moment that you're talking about with Uncle Iroh is probably one of the most powerful moments in any series like ever. Like it's just incredible. Um Brandon, one of our listeners mentioned it on one of our Facebook posts that that was one of his favorite scenes and I just it's one of mine for sure. That moment you're just like, yeah, this this show is incredible. So mm-hmm. so touching. <laughs> Colin um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Prince Zuko as well. He just had this incredible story arc and, and redemption. Um, and there there was one uh, scene in particular, I think it was in, um, oh, what episode was it? Uh, Bitter Work, um, <clears throat> where uh, uh, Iroh is, is teaching him uh, the, the way to be able to uh, redirect lightning, oh. right? And then... Iroh refuses to 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 actually shoot lightning at him so he can try to redirect it um, and basically says, you're just going to have to trust yourself when you do it for the first time, but here's how you do it. Um, and so he he goes and, and runs up to this mountaintop and is just, you know, basically screaming at the skies saying, strike me down, hit me come on, I can, you know, I, I can take it. Um, you've, uh, I think, what was it? He said, um, you've never held back before, Mm. you know? And so he's, he's coming down with, with all these moments, just kind of feeling at his absolute worst. Um, and then, you know, the, the next phase that we start rolling into is seeing him become this other person and, and really again, finding himself. Sonner, what about you? I'm going with Uncle Iroh. The dude is just, I mean, he's strong. He's wise. Um, he, he makes has, good tea. He, he loves tea. <laughs> I love good tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, he, he was such a mentor to Zuko. And he really kind of mentored everyone. You know, anyone who came in contact with him, that mentorship just kind of came naturally to him. And you look at some of the some of the quotes that the guy had throughout the throughout the series. I mean, stuff like um, pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote to shame. Mm-hmm. Um there's nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. If you look for the light, you can often find it. But if you look for the dark, that is all you'll ever see. I mean, that is deep, profound wisdom there. And to have that in a cartoon character of all things, you know, 
you wouldn't expect that. That's that's not like Bugs Bunny from the 1940s. That is like meaningful life lesson stuff. And that's that's why I love Uncle Iroh. He just, I mean, everything that the guy said and did was an example that we can take into our own lives. Yeah, Uncle Iroh is probably my favorite as well. I think there's so much about personal redemption, about personal growth, about centering yourself on what's really important, um, knowing his history as this great general and, you know, the the havoc that he caused and the things that he did. But like he was older than the Fire Lord, but was looked over for becoming the Fire Lord because he wasn't as ruthless. He wasn't as merciless. And like you look at he lost everything in his life, his son, his family, all of that. But he kept going, and I think he always looked at Zuko as a way to kind of get his son back in a way. Yeah. And I just – the moment in the series where Zuko kind of betrays him and he ends up in prison in the Fire Nation, and he's just broken. He's broken because Zuko turned his back on him basically. Like that was his last hope. And when he finds out that there's still hope for Zuko – and he starts then exercising in the – you get kind of that rocky <laughs> moment where he's like – you know, buff as heck. Yeah. Right. I I sometimes think I could pull off Eero most of the time. But then when he starts working out, I'm like, nope. We have two very <laughs> different body types. <laughs> he's He's got muscles that I don't think I have. But like he just keeps going and he just has that hope. And the influence that he has – um, I mean, really where you look at Legend of Korra and you look at the city that's grown up and the technology that they've got and the advancements that they made because of Aang as the Avatar, he wouldn't be that successful if Iro hadn't, if, if he hadn't raised Zuko the way that he had, if he hadn't had the influence on Zuko that he had and the friendship that develops between Zuko and Aang and, and all of that. So um, I just think Iroh's just, he's just my favorite. And he's just awesome. So <laughs> everyone I, should watch this yes. series. Can I do an honorable mention super quick? Yes, yes, of course. So I have to do an honorable mention of my namesake here, Azula. Yes, Azula. I do. Okay, real quick. I do love her because she is a crazy villain. Like, because especially as we've talked about, like, Kazuko has kind of changed over the series. But like, Azula she becomes like the main antagonist of the series yeah and she is scary and mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's interesting to point out that her ultimate demise was herself yes she went crazy all on her own and like yeah like that kind of helped you know there was that crazy um the agni kai with zuko and like that whole thing of course, like that was important, but like ultimately she brought herself down. And I think it's just kind of, it's just really interesting to show like how crazy of a villain that she really is. And and also she didn't need to die either. Like, yeah, she probably, <laughs> she was crazy and needed to be put down. But like, I think she's also <laughs> a good example of someone to show mercy to, just like mm-hmm. Aang did to um, the Fire Lord. But yep. she's just she's just cool. I just like her. <laughs> she's kind of fun, fun and and 
quirky throughout the uh, the series. And she has these two girls, um, May and Tylee, who follow her around with like no question. <laughs> uh, Tylee, it's just oh, they're just so great. I like that trio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the whole couple of episodes that they have where they're on the beach, <laughs> like. Is just they're just weird episodes to me because they're just the angsty teenagers so the whole time, hysteric. and it's just like, like for for like this this one little story arc, it becomes a CW teenage drama show instead oh of uh, instead of the Avatar. Anyway, yeah, um, Avatar meets <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Yeah, uh, and they go to that party, and it's all awkward. Oh, and then oh man, that party is fit. Yeah, and then they and whole... they they leave. <laughs> Yeah, the party scene is awesome. Um, you kind of almost start feeling bad for them because they are so socially awkward, but then you remember that they're really awful people for the most part, and then you don't feel that bad for them anymore. So, um, oh, goodness. But we want to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you have comments that you want to add about your favorite characters, favorite moments, favorite episodes from the series, please do that in the comments below or by sending an email to feedback at stolendroids.com. Feedback at SolenDroids.com. Thanks, Colin. I'm glad you're here. Otherwise, we can't give out the email so address. You're so welcome. I don't, I don't know what you guys did last last time. We, yeah, didn't, well, we didn't even mention it. Oh my. We forgot we even had an email, to be honest. What's email? If you, yeah. If you want to check out Avatar The Last Airbender, which is... If you were to buy the box set, the DVD box set or the Blu-ray box set, there would be a quote from Zoner that clearly says, the best animated series since the Flintstones. You can check it out on Netflix right now. Make sure you binge watch it uh, and let us know what you thought about it if it's your first time going through because I think it's pretty incredible. And if you have a suggestion for a show, let us know. Again, feedback at solandroids.com. Right? Right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sure. Great. All right, you did it. Email. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody, and go drink some tea and uh, hug your favorite uncle in honor of Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> and uh, and don't forget to watch the holiday special. That's correct. Oh, you can find goodness. us in all the places, social media. Here we are. Look for us. Thanks for listening. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.